Hi guys, on this amazing hundredth show, we've got you Belito, Todd, Kelly, Ling, Wincott, Hudson, Davies, and Lee. We're going back to 1994's The Crow. He's on form. You started on form, John, and I'm fucking here for it, mate. Right, right, right <laughs> off the bat, man. That's, 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 I've matured like a fine cheese. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to the 100th episode. I'm one of your hosts, my name's Planty and my soul has been carried here by a fucking raven tonight. <laughs> and uh, I'm the other guy and uh, I'm painted up like the, like the crow but uh, look more like, what's that wrestler, the old wrestler? <laughs> we'll come to him, we will come to St- Stingy's oh, getting mentioned. <laughs> Sting is getting mentioned a number of times. (laughs) I'm an old old crow and an old soul. (laughs) John, they said it wouldn't last. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it keeps coming back like like cold sores. It's uh, (laughs) it's another episode. One on your your gob or one on your knob? (laughs) One on the gob. (laughs) Is that why it's on my knob? Hell yeah. Anyway. Jesus I had to get this gig somehow. <laughs> I don't know how to feel. Like I, I've got to be honest with you. I, I'm I, oh God. Where, where the podcast tries to find out a hundred things we learn from every episode, uh, from every film that we talk about, and this episode, uh, we're going back to our roots. But I don't know how to feel because. It just—it seems. I mean, it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, it's but it's been two years, and we've had a few little breaks, and we've done some little spin-off stuff, and we've done bits and pieces while you've been training, and while I've been on holiday, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm really emotional, but I, I'm—I've I've got to say, John, I'm really scared that we're going to get to a hundred, and at the end of this episode, you're going to go, and that's my final episode, <laughs> you fat prick. <laughs> So Fuck can you, you can you assure me and the listeners that that's not going to happen, please? I I, I I I promise that is not going to happen. I'm not going to bow out on the hundredth episode, even Brilliant. though I think it's going to be a cracker. <laughs> Indeed, it is, Joe. Joe, stand down. I don't think you're going to be needed just yet. Uh, but uh, you, you might be on the Simpsons one before you know it. Anyway. Uh, oh, John, you bought this, right? So when we came up with this idea, idea this half, bare, barely a fucking idea for a podcast, mm-hmm. um, we were, what, 26 months ago, yeah. right? Because it was yeah. the end of October we did it. Yeah. Um, my first question, I think, is what did you expect to happen with, with what we did? Uh, what you pitched to me? You pitched me an idea. You said that we would um, we would give ladies, we'd get money. Oh, that's come true. So, okay. that's, and, and what I expected is exactly what I got. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> did Did you think we'd make it to a century? I'll be honest with you. No, there was there was a part where um, I think both of these felt as if it was falling on deaf ears but I think I'll be honest with you I think that the podcast community just brought us straight straight back I really they, do they have absolutely I'm looking at my notes here from from the the, the, the first episode listeners if you've not listened to episode one don't uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, no if you haven't listened to episode one um then feel free to go back to that and, and listen to what we've got here but I'm just looking and it says at the top of my my list here the crow test episode Right. And if, if I remember rightly, John, uh, you went, "Oh, I'll edit that." Yeah, uh, and you didn't. <laughs> you promptly 
threw some music at the front and at the end. And that was it. <laughs> I thought that's all we needed. I thought we were brilliant. And then I listened to it back and thought, oh, that's an awful lot of ums and coughs and uh, long pauses. <laughs> but yeah, that's it's a good comparison. As I've said before, if they listen to the, the, the original one and listen to this, you'll see how far we've come. So we're yeah. going to keep up. We're not going to touch it. I was I was talking about to you about editing it, but let's just leave it. Let's just... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 fun. It's fun as it is. And listeners, look, right. OK, I'm, I'm, we'll get into this and, and the patrons and all that kind of thing. We we feel like we've we've come so far and we've got so many films where we've got a hundred now and and sometimes we kind of don't get hundred and we're like all right well the film was shit or yeah. all right we maybe weren't on our fucking on our best warm, history yeah. but I think I don't know about listeners but correct us if you if if you if you think just chatting shit but I don't think it's about a hundred things anymore uh, it's no. as much as it is about me doing fucking inappropriate nine yeah. eleven jokes and really yeah. bad Donald Trump impressions and yeah. stuff yeah. like me, that me, me my dad jokes you and your Donald <laughs> Trump stuff that's what, yeah. what a double act and it's, look, that that's that that's the podcast and if you like it you know hopefully you'll tell us and if you don't just fucking tell us. Just somebody yeah. reach out, you know, and just tell us. Yeah. We think um, we've got a formula, but we may yeah. be wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. The um the the patrons, we've got patrons, we've got a Patreon, give us a quid every month and we will shout you out in every single episode. Little bit special this week because I reached out to the patrons and asked them to get in touch and send us some facts. So they've actually helped us out here, John. So we may actually may actually do a little bit better than we did the first time round, which I think we finished on 38, but I didn't write it down when oh I listened God, to it. Oh, my God, that's so good. I keep telling everybody 60. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, I think we finished yeah. on about 38 or something like that. So I think we'll do a little bit better. So wow. we're, we're going to hear from some some patrons. Some, uh, In fact, we're going to hear from, from some previous guests as well. Uh, yeah. who've, who've reached out um if if you didn't reach out patrons and you, you didn't send us a, a recording well you had a fucking week you've had more than a week you bunch <laughs> of twats what were you playing at so but yeah we'll still give you a shout out at the end because you, your money's still good here yeah <laughs> it's still good here right okay john 1994 what else could we have been talking about? Mate, what a year. So I could have referred back to our Leon, Leon episode because that was that was uh, 1994. But mm-hmm. this was a surprise one for me, right? The connection between Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, and The Mask. Uh, oh, Cameron Diaz. No, and, no, no. Because Cameron Diaz. Anyway, we'll come to that. Yeah, go on. Jim Carrey. So he had three films out in 1994, and they were right. all absolute classics. I thought you were going to say the connection to this film. I was like, oh, no, 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 connection to the old films. But yeah, yeah. I could have told you that. He's he's the star of all three of them. But but all in 1994. In my head, they were spaced out. But yeah, all 1994. The first Ace Ventura. Yes, the first one, yep. Wow. Because I just seem to remember that as being like he's kind of his his springboard. But he'd made films. Mm -hmm. Like all, I mean that's astonishing. Yeah, yeah, wow. they're three classic okay. films. Uh, well, and seeing that, uh, oh, Jean Claude Van Damme did all right as well. He had Time Cop and Street Fighter in the same year. Right. What the fuck does John want? He wants Jean Claude Van Damme to come back <laughs> and be an action hero. There you go, mate. I write oh, it myself. Yeah. I write it myself. Double impact. <laughs> oh, double impacts. Yeah. Uh, okay. There's loads of classics. So there's Interview of a Vampire, Heavenly Creatures, um, but my, our favourite. Uh, Shawshank Redemption is right up there. So 
Yeah, it took me years to watch it because I'm one of these fucking contrarian assholes. I didn't yeah. want to watch it because I, I I thought it can't be that good. And do you know what? It's very, very it's, good. It's very good. It's very, very nice. Good. Very I'm nice. Cer- I certainly didn't cry at it like I did. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, uh, Seven Mile there. Six Mile? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the, that's the Eminem film, isn't it? Uh, no, I didn't cry at it like I did The Green Mile. The Green Mile. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, I'll throw in this in as well. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, one of the greatest films of all time. Yeah, easily. Yeah, easily sure. one of the best that, films yeah. of all time. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 1994 was an absolute astonishing mm. year. So, yeah. astonishing year. I don't think we did the film thing in the film. No, we didn't used to do it back then. Didn't you do it oh, back then? I think, it took us, I think it took us to about 10 episodes before we did that. So, anyway. Nope. Okay, let's, let's begin. Let's get going. So, it opens and it tells us it is. Um, it is October 30th, Devil's Night. Devil's Night. I'm going to do this. I've got a couple of facts which I nicked, which I've fucking <laughs> stolen from the corpse of that first episode, right? Um, and I'm calling them Legacy Facts. I might do it. I probably won't do a thing. Uh, but I'll just go Legacy Fact. Uh, we had this fact 100 episodes ago. Devil's Night actually is a thing. And we called it Mischief Night in Yorkshire growing up. <laughs> That's our first legacy fact. Nice. The camera flies over this brilliant model, by the way. Well, well, I've got a, I've got a devil's night fact. Oh, check you the fuck out. Yeah, well. yeah. I just came. I just came up with it as well. So it's true that uh, Devil's Night is believed to start in Detroit from the 1940s to the 1970s, I believe. Okay. It, st- it started off sort of small with smashing eggs on windows and stuff like that, but then sort of grew to being as mischievous as, as possible. So yeah, that's that's where it originated, Detroit, and in the nineteen forties. All right, excellent. It, it, it then graduated to throwing uh, lead singers out of bands, out of windows, and yeah. sexually abusing their their uh, fiancés. And okay. I mean, it's, <laughs> escalation is escalation, I guess. Yeah, exactly. We yeah, got the voiceover cool. from Sarah. Uh, she is. She's actually. I think Sarah is is your main cat. One of your main characters. If it's yeah, not her, yeah, it's yeah. Albrecht. Yeah, it's Albrecht. Uh, people once believed that when someone dies, a crow carries their soul to the land of the dead. But sometimes something so bad happens that a terrible sadness is carried with it, and the soul can't rest. Then sometimes, just sometimes, stop saying sometimes. The crow can bring that soul back and put the wrong things right. Legacy fact: Norse mythology, by the way, where the uh, where the, the the crow or a raven, nevermore, brings back mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the the soul. There's been a murder, right, at this crime scene. Officer Albrecht, right, and I kept writing Albright, and all I've written all sorts. That was the same. Albrecht, yeah, yeah. I've been calling him Albright. I'm an idiot. He puts a cigarette out at the crime scene. And yeah. I was like, I've seen a lot of fucking CSI, mate. You are going down Contam- for this. Contaminated that scene, man. <laughs> Contaminated the scene. What a dick. We see that it was the night before a wedding. Shelley Webster and Eric Draven, this beat cop, who gets married on Halloween anyway. anyway. <laughs> His response, <laughs> nobody. And I'm like, you fucking dick. <laughs> uh, I looked up some facts about uh, stars that were born in uh, uh, Halloween. Okay. You know, they were all lies. So it says Victoria Beckham and all these things. She got yeah. married in bloody July and stuff like that. So I didn't trust it. So I didn't go with it. So I don't know who got married in Halloween. All right. Okay. I didn't have time to look that up. But I do remember they got married on big white thrones and he was wearing a white suit, wasn't he? Oh, what a pair of pricks. What a pair of Jesus. fucking assholes. David Beckham, I mean, take your fucking money and get out. Get out. Now, 
What I will say is if you've listened to episode one, I'm not, not going to retread the whole buying this at CEX for a quid thing. Because uh, go and listen to that, because that, that's probably my favourite story. But I did watch it in uh, standard definition DVD. And also watched it in 4.3 presentation, which is the what? only presentation it was in. So it wasn't even in widescreen, this. So I, I really missed go. my boxy CRT telly for it. 4.3, uh, also known as full screen, uh, certainly would have been back in the days of boxy tellies. Widescreen, of course, is 16.9 letterbox. 4.3 uh, was the original aspect of 35mm celluloid film. Yeah, it would have looked all right with an iCam stereo picture in picture TV. Just... <laughs> it would have looked good if I'd put the uh, if I'd put the video into the same machine that the telly was at the bottom of my bed when I was twenty. Oh God, yeah. yeah, possibly. Jesus. Devil's Night. There's been all these arsons and fires that we learned. Mm-hmm. Whilst taking away Shelley, who's still alive in the ambulance, we meet Sarah, the voiceover, this skateboarding cool kid, like Forrest's new signing, Gustavo Scarpa, a Premier League footballer that also skateboards. Get out of here. What is it? 1989. Yeah. By the way, she's not that cool. How? Because she's skating in the rain. Apparently it's bad for for the trucks and bearings and warps of wood, so it's not advised to, to to do it in the rain. So oh. she's not that cool. Hey, she isn't. She she might be cool, but she's a fool. She is a fool. She is a fool. I pity the fool. The kid knows fine well that Eric's dead, even though uh, he's he's giving it. Albrecht's giving her the kind of like, oh no, no, it's 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 fine. And yeah, she's right. like, she's it's just. Yeah. <laughs> Shelley's going to die, flesh, isn't she? It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> just a flesh wound. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. She's not been sexually abused to death. It's fine. Um, he, he comforts her and he, she's like, yeah, she's going to die as well, isn't it? Fucking hell, girl. She is grim. Uh, October the 30th, by the way, uh, in 1920, the Communist Party of Australia was founded in Sydney. Go on, the brothers. What? And we're celebrating one guy for trying to fucking burn down the house of Parliament. <laughs> and in 1938, that Orson Welles War of the Worlds radio adaptation was broadcast in the US, scaring oh, wow. half of America. Jesus. I'm not going to mock Americans for that because I shat myself in 1992 yeah. when I saw Ghostwatch. <laughs> <laughs> I recorded that over on Halloween. <laughs> Oh, I love it, love it. Ah, me too. So we get this one year later title card now. Sarah has this line about, like, nothing can keep love apart and blah, 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 blah. Nothing from it. Uh, She's putting flowers at the graves of Shelley and Eric, and she sees a crow land on Eric's gravestone. It starts pecking away at this gravestone, which is made of, like, biscuit or cuttlefish or something. <laughs> something like that, yeah. Or the frill. <laughs> I might have just put a worm on it and it's just splattered the worm because something was definitely flying about on top of that bloody thing, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, and then it starts to rain. Uh, we see Albrecht at a hot dog cart complaining the mustard isn't under the bun, uh, which I learned not from this, but from being married to Rachel. She's like fucking yeah. Nigella Lawson, our lass. Yeah, but there's hot dog etiquette and hot dog etiquette. Hot dog etiquette. <laughs> hot dog etiquette. That's easy for you to say. That's fucking like this purple burglar I'm thinking <laughs> like, Hot dog etiquette dictates that uh, all condiments should be put on top, not underneath. What? That's no, what I'm saying, not, buddy. Not, look, not in the house. Not when you're in the house doing no, your No, you can do what you want, but when you're you know outside, I mean? it's got to be... Why the so onions you... underneath as well? Well, you might see in case there's any, any roofies or anything. Put it under, you know, we receive I wish. <laughs> I wish. 
<laughs> Rufus make you fart big time. <laughs> well, do you remember? This is where we learned, by the way, that all stalls have got onions in little glass bowls yeah, in America. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that—that's like that little glass bowl. How cold and slimy and horrible those onions be! I know. I'm telling you, I want my onions either on the fucking griddle hot or in a bain marie. Oh yeah, yeah, warming. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's oh. like every time you watch The Simpsons, you see Moore's tub of. Um... Uh, is it pickled, pickled eggs? eggs yeah. Floating about oh, oh, with the jar open, you're like, we'll, we'll, we'll come to that. <laughs> uh, hot dog history, it's believed that the Frankfurter was developed in, you guessed it, Munich in 1487. No, not really. Obviously, it's Frankfurt. <laughs> the, the US obviously has a national hot dog and sausage council. I mean, what other country so would? So <laughs> which estimates that Americans consume 20 billion hot dogs per year, which is more than twice the retail sales figures. Uh, that works out at about 70 hot dogs per person each year. And hot dogs are served in 95% of homes in the United States. That's crazy, man. We, it's not my favourite. Brutal, isn't it? Absolutely. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy a, a, a posh hot dog. You know, like I a don't posh hot get- dog. I don't mind getting one where I go to Ikea, but... Oh, I yeah. Buy, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't buy a ton of Prince's hot dogs anyway. Oh, fucking, you would... You, you're above that, now, John. We've transcended yeah, yeah. that kind of level yeah, in our yeah. lives. It's, it's waitros or nothing. <laughs> Sarah comes over and she says, yes, uh, I'll have a hot dog if you're paying, but I won't have onions because why... They make you fart big time. They make you fart. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, top five foods that make you fart, John. In five, dairy from cows and goats contains lactose, a sugar that can cause gas to build up. Uh, apparently, 65% of adults in the UK are lactose intolerant. Oh. So enjoy shitting yourselves, lads. By the way, did you... was. Was that a tool time noise that you just did? So like, she. I mean, who the fuck's that a reference? Who's <laughs> still doing that? Uh, I haven't been able to bring myself to watch that. The Santa Clauses, man. Oh, I love not? all sorts of things. Christmas. I'm not watching that on Disney. No, no, you're done. No. You're done we've got we've got Shudder, so I'm watching all the Christmas horror films. They're all fucking. Oh brutal. man, Wait, there's, there's a new one with Dave. Is it David Harper? Ah, uh, yeah, that's on at the cinema, so I'll need that on the old hooky feed, which we don't have, of course. Uh, we pay for all our uh, films. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, in four, John, onions. Of course. Yeah, yeah, they're in the same family as artichokes, garlic, and leeks. They all contain fructans, which I think were aliens out of Star Trek. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, they're carbs that can cause gas and bloating. Number three, eggs full of sulfur-packed methylene. Number two, John, we talked about uh, some uh, some the, the character Tad eating some last week when we were doing uh, oh, the God. episode with Bernie. He was eaten by a fire. Is, Maybe is farting. Is it, is it beans or midichlorians? It, it was <laughs> midichlorians, <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, it was beans. Beans and lentils contain lots of fibre, but they also contain raffinose, which is a complex sugar that we cannot process as humans. Right. And in one fatty meat, like pork and beef, uh, which also has methanine, which uh, creates sulfur when it's finally broken down, but it takes fucking ages to break it down. God. God. I've always got a dodgy tummy in it. Well, all the fatty meat you're eating, all the hot dogs, all the Prince's hot dogs. 
<laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So, back at the grave, Eric bursts out, covered in mud and shivering. He's screaming like that bit out of Ace Ventura 2, where he comes out the rhino's ass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's then led on by the crow, staggering into this alley, where it's absolutely yeah. pissing it down. And I got massive Darkman vibes from this, by the way. Sure. You know where he's falling about in the rain? Do you know what I got for this later on? Uh, Dark City vibes? Same director. Yeah, yeah, that's so why. Because I'm like, where did it take some inspirations for the Matrix? Because it all looks the same. But this, mm-hmm. I think this is the one that inspired a lot of these. Well, same things. director, better film, innit? We said oh, this. Yeah. We said this hundred episodes ago. Um, yeah. We meet the gang here. God, I, God, do you know what? Right, okay. So first episode, I fucking hated this film. I have now seen this film four times in two years, and you know what, John? That everybody in it is giving it a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are brilliant. Ebod that uh, David Patrick Kelly is just amazing. Right. This is so this good. is our second David Patrick Kelly that we've yeah. might might yeah. even be our third. We did forty eight hours, didn't we? Yeah. We've talked about the Warriors a million times, but we haven't done the Warriors. We will. Yeah. We'll do the Warriors future. We Definitely. But he's brilliant in this. He looks really old in this. Mm-hmm. And when you think it's only like. 13 years on from the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, ain't you won the Warriors, wasn't it? Well, I, I noticed a lot, of, there's a lot of prosthetics in his face as well. I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of close-up shots had stuff on his face. No, that's what his face looks like today. Oh, really? Yeah, it's oh. all like, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, he's a fucking mess. Oh, just before we go on, Please. just to get these facts out of the way, because I've got a lot of them. Um, so I was looking at how long it takes for a body to decompose. All right. In the grave, it takes um, anything from 10 to 15 years to decompose to a skeletal state. Oh, skeletal state. Skeletal state, Ragman. So my, my grandparents are skeletons. Nice one. No, I think, I, the gift that keeps on giving. My dad isn't because we cremated him, but you know. Yeah, if he turned awesome. up now, it's fucking like groundskeeper Willie, you know, when he's on fire. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would shit myself for a number of reasons and not because I've had lots of lactose today. Hi. <laughs> Fire it up. Fire it up! Fire it up! up! Which is a great channel to do. I love that. We've got T Birds, uh, Patrick Kelly, Tintin, who's great. Um, Fun fun Boy, hey, Fun Boy, get a room. And Mike, absolutely, like T Birds are my favourite, but my other favourite is his best mate, Skank, right? (laughs) I fucking love Later on, Skank is in. Oh. Anyway, they're smashing up this arcade, right? And yeah. I nearly fucking cried seeing them smash these pinball machines up, man. Yep, arcade um, classics. Yeah, exactly. Uh, top three most expensive pinball machines in 2022, according to the worst title for a website ever, expensiveworld.com. Fucking hell. I uh, know, I think my, my computer is full of fucking viruses now for going on that. Uh, n- number three, the Loch Ness Monster, $20,327. Uh, it's from 1985, and it has 80s-3D-style uh, screen in it in the middle of it. You have to wear glasses oh. to watch the the little screen yes, inside it. Wow. Yeah. Um, number two, the Supreme Stern Pinball Machine. Not to be confused with the Howard Stern Pinball Machine. Uh, 70000 I would not pay a fucking penny for a Howard Stern. I would not have a Howard Stern yeah. Pinball Machine in my house. Uh, $70,000. Uh, and number one, Punball. Only one Earth. $125,000. It is the most expensive pinball machine in the USA, and it has a global warming theme. 
So it's well, allegedly course, doing some fucking yeah, yeah, whatever. Of course, it's it's just making rich people richer. T Bird says he says this place is going to catch on fire like Lake Erie. Yes. Uh, did you have anything on this? Uh, it turns out it was an actual thing. It wasn't uh, Lake Erie, but it was uh, it was some it was some sort of body of water connected mm-hmm. to Lake Erie. But yeah, it's actually happened. You're absolutely right. Twenty second of June, nineteen sixty nine. Nice. The Cuyahoga River. Cuyahoga. Uh, Cuyahoga, which flows into the lake, uh, caught fire due to the amount of pollution. So hold your hat, John. It's coming to the UK in 2024. All the shit we're throwing into rivers these days. No shit. The the gang leave in this fucking beaut of a car just as the <gasps> arcade explodes. Do, do I know what it was? I would fucking love to, mate. It was a 1973 Ford Thunderbird. Oh, oh absolutely it gorgeous. It Not as good as a Yugo, but it was um, it was right up there. So <laughs> there was a nineteen eighty six uh, Yugo GV. When we come to it, I'll tell you what I'd written that it was. <laughs> <laughs> it no longer exists. Anyway, Eric heads to his old apartment where he has flashbacks of the gang raping Shelley before Tintin knifes and kills him, and he throws him out the window. And it was overly no. dramatic and really fucking silly, this bit. See ya. <laughs> uh, in the pit where the gang hang out, they're drinking and, for some reason, eating bullets. Yes. Swallowing you know, it's, bullets. It's very bad for you to do that. <laughs> oh, right, I thought it might be. I, I looked up and it just says, nope, it causes uh, lead poisoning. It sits in your gut. Someone actually just says it sits in your lower intestine for five hours, but... Yeah. I don't think that's a good thing. But unlike onions, it doesn't make you fart. It doesn't make, fart. It doesn't make <laughs> fart big time. <laughs> you, you have a vindaloo and you end up fucking shooting somebody. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Uh, how about, John, we have a little fact from a uh, from one of our patrons. Yes, please. Super. Dean, it's over to you. Hello, film fans. I am the Epkin Guy from the Epkin Show, and I'm here with a film fact about the Angry Birds movie. The film is actually a homage to the legendary Japanese director Akira Kurosawa, the plot of it following very loosely to his 1948 Yakuza movie, A Drunken Angel. The character of Jason Sudeikis' is Red is based on Toshiro Mifune's character Matsunuga, and Josh Gad... What? What? Sorry. Alright. Sorry, The Crow. That's not an Angry Bird movie, that's the Emo Bird movie. Oh, fuck. What shit can I think up now? Okay, okay, The Crow was adapted from a comic book by James O'Barr. We all know that, and like most Hollywood takes on printed work, they took some liberties with the original story. But there is a movie version that didn't. Nope, not any of the sequels. Definitely not them. Although there is a small highlight in the second film with the Deftones appearance, where they perform a song that's never been commercially available. That's a fact for your 200th show. The film I'm talking about would be the 1998 shot on video fan film by David Ullman. It's one you can watch for free on YouTube, and if you're not familiar with the shot on video genre of film, it's... Well, none of them are great, but like all shot on video films, it's made with passion and love, because have you ever tried to edit a movie shot on VHS tape? Some serious effort goes into them, so I tip my hat to every indie no-budget filmmaker who's made one. This particular one is actually really well shot for the budget they didn't have, and attempts to replicate the comic book shot for shot in a faithful adaptation of the source material, unlike its big screen brother. Also, the majority of this handmade film is in black and white, which was actually what Alex Perez wanted to do with the big budget version, but producers said, 
You what, mate? Black and white? Fuck off. Nobody watches black and white movies anymore, you cunt. Film it in colour like every normal person. Fucking cunt wants him black and fucking white. Or something like that. So yeah, go in watching this film with an open mind and you'll have a lot of fun with it. The details of it and a whole heap of behind-the-scenes info can be found at davidolman.net. That's davidolman.net. The site is a hub for his creative work and includes a couple of behind-the-scenes documentaries and making-of specials he's recently made about the Crow film. Because, like I said, the guy is passionate about what he's made, like any indie creator should be. Much like the podcast you're listening to today. 100 episodes in and Mark and John have probably not made a single penny even profit from it. But they're still doing it because they're enjoying the shit out of making it. Which doesn't mean they don't want your money. I'm sure there'll be a Patreon link at the end of the show to donate some cash to them. Go on, do it. Here's to another 100. 100 things we learn from film. There you go. I am chalking that down, John, as three facts from Dean. From the Dean Meister. See from, that silky uh, smooth voice yeah, as well. Man, you could, you, could, you could listen to him all day until you have to sit in a pub with him and listen to him all day. <laughs> I am joking, of course. I, I love him very dearly. He's a fine, fine human being. Back at the burnt out apartment, Eric's having flashbacks. There's loads of flashbacks in this, by the way. And yeah. like, I, I didn't, because the whole thing is, is for, as, exactly as Dean said, the whole f- thing is filmed kind of like monochromatically, really. Um, he wanted to film it in black and white. And it's kind of, and but the flashbacks aren't even in like really bright color. They're in this like orangey blue, it looked like color. It looks like, He's being watched by the fucking predator. Yeah, <laughs> in predator yeah, two. What the fuck's going on here? Yeah, it's really weird. Blue and something. No, it's all other yeah. place, isn't it? But yeah, this blissful life of not hearing, uh, not hearing her say she loves him. I've written and putting out chip pan fires. <laughs> yeah. How how do you put out a chip pan fire, John? Uh, throw a wet towel on it. Yeah, a damp towel, absolutely. Not with water. You'll take your eyebrows off. Um, again, <laughs> that's a legacy fact. We did that. And we back did in that. the days what? when we were a public service podcast. We still are. Yeah, well, we, we kind of still are, yeah. We, I don't yeah. watch it for uh, roofies and their hot dogs by making sure they put any condiments <laughs> underneath the, the hot dogs. So. Well, do you know what? I'm going to give you a fact for that, John. Not that I know that we'll need it. Eat. <laughs> <laughs> He paints his face white now, like fucking mime. He looks a little bit like you know that that bit where it does the quick flash in The Exorcist, and you see the fucking demon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what? Him and the crow resolve to give the gang a bit of a crowing in, don't they? Yeah, this yeah, is good, and it becomes a revenge flick, and I'm fucking into that. It's, I think, if we're going to be honest, I think probably the better, the best films we've done. Have all been either heists. We need to do more heists. Oh by yeah, the yeah. Way. No, agreed, agreed. Do you know what we need to do in January? We need to do the bank job. You know that the Statham one. one? Have you oh, seen God, that? Yeah. We're doing yeah, British yeah. films. We'll do that Statham yeah, yeah. one. Oh, it's a fucking bank job, you pricks! <laughs> oh, fucking cut you, you bank! Anyway, we'll do that one. <laughs> I probably won't remember. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you will. Um, yeah, yeah, I will. Um, so yeah, uh, but heist jobs. Revenge flicks, yeah, and films about films. I think those are those are my favourite kind of films about yeah. making films. I love it. No good with comedies or romance. <laughs> Man, we need to do. More. We'll we'll do it. We'll do we'll do we'll do leapy ear for um in February. Yeah, leapy ear. Ahead. I mean leap year, not leapy ear. Anyway. <laughs> leapy ear. <laughs> I drove those the other week when I got a cold. It's not very nice. Nice. Um, my favourite character here, by the way, like my favourite singular character. Is Gideon? Yes, the amazing, always brilliant John Polito. 
Disney give a fuck in this, does he? R.I.P. John Polito, man. Gone too soon. Do you know what? The day this comes out would have been his 72nd birthday. Oh, what? Yeah. We lo- Do you know what? 2016, we lost John Polito. And I love him, love him, love him. Miller's Crossing's brilliant. I keep saying to Rachel, we've got to watch Miller's Crossing. Yeah. Miller's Crossing's amazing. He's great in that. And he's he's got that really tiny bit where he's the private detective following the dude around in the Big Lebowski, <laughs> so which we'll be doing next year with Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, the Highlander Dick. Huh? Is that the Highlander as well? Isn't he? John Polito, is he? I'm sure he is. Oh shit! Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. Oh Jesus! It's our second John Polito film. Fucking hell! Yeah. Yeah, of course he is. That's yeah, you right, yeah you so cheers, mate. Thank you. <laughs> um, according to IMDb, and a massive pinch of salt on this one, by the way, he was considered for the role of Captain Spaulding in House of a Thousand Corpses. No way. I, I mean, I'm, with these things, I'm always a pinch of salt, but that would yeah, be fucking that's beautiful, a, that's a wouldn't it? Stretch, isn't it? I would fucking love that. Yeah. Don't put talk about parts for consideration. Uh, apparently, Johnny Depp and Christian Slater and River Phoenix were all considered for the lead for this. I'd seen the River Phoenix one. Johnny Depp, uh, savvy. I'm the crow, savvy. Uh, pint of wine, savvy. Uh, where's the ram gone? Fuck off, you, <laughs> you twat. Roll around in your bed of shit. You deserve it. Um, but Christian Slater, though, he was too busy gleaming his cubit this time, wasn't he? Oh, so he was. How? This isn't much after True oh, Romance, but, is it? True Romance uh, 92? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't too far wow. off. Uh, but he was, he, was, he was too busy doing an interview with a vampire. Better film? Question mark? I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it, don't like it one bit. Uh, it doesn't like do anything it, for me. I like it, but I don't think it's I don't think it sees very well. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, I, I, I've not seen it since long before I saw this. This is the bit where Gideon's buying these the this gear off Tintin, and he buys all the gear off Tintin. We learn um, Eric's running across some rooftops like fucking Super Mario Brothers. Oh, I was expecting to see um, what's her name? Her, uh, is it Carrie Moss running behind him? Where <laughs> yeah. chasing him running the Yeah, quite possibly. Um, he, he he lands in this alley below and fights Tintin as he's leaving the shop. Tintin admits he murdered Shelley because murder is fun. I mean, it, it, podcasting it's, is fun, but murder yeah, is funner. It's fun and it's easy. <laughs> I mean, okay. He's then got these throwing knives. He's like, uh, meet my friends. They never miss. He misses with one by a fucking mile. Mile, right? Yep. Um, the second one misses, like, to the right, to the left. And the third one, which comes out of nowhere, he, he grabs it, like, I don't know, between his hands. I, I mean, hands, yeah. that's the one thing he managed to catch in this film. <gasps> too soon? Oh, okay. Too soon. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then we see that Eric gives him a good old-fashioned stabbing. And we're like, okay, one down. You don't get to see what we then see in the aftermath, which, again, as we like in films. Yeah. yeah. Right. Leave it to the imagination. That's we go cool. to this club, right? Is, is it called fucking... Trash? Trash, right? Yeah. And it's it's not so much a club as it is that fucking... Uh, that that steel think, mill out of The Simpsons. Uh, we work just... hard and we play hard. It's a cement factory or something. A cement factory. <laughs> I mean, you've got to make your money somewhere. It's been used in a few farms, actually. All oh, right. Okay. 
Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I remember oh. this, the location thing. Okay. Um, there's this the, inside the club. There's this female fronted indie band that are so fucking bog standard nineties female indie band. It hurts. The only thing that was missing was the guy at the back of the room going, "Karen, Karen, it's Jason, your cousin, Jason O. You know that new sound you're looking for? Well, listen to this." <laughs> The gang go in and head straight upstairs. But I tell you what it did remind me of, and now you're going to tell me, well, that's exactly what it's from. It reminded me of the club that the guy in Hellraiser 3 owns. Oh, yeah. Do you know the guy I mean? I was, I was kicking about with a tracksuit and I was holding a bloody um, uh, eagle. There's yeah, eagle. yeah, and he's, yeah. And, he, and he's smoking throughout sex. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Man, that's a fucking bad oh, movie. I watched that movie with my parents. With my dad what? and stepmom. I also watched Train Spot with my dad and stepmom. Well, that's that's yeah. harsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, oh, and the entity, by the way. Maybe soon, but I've never seen the entity. Oh, mate, no, she full on eighties bush getting uh, sexually assaulted by a ghost. I've never seen the start of the entity. Never mind the entity. We meet Tony Todd Grange. He's not in this film oh, at all. Yeah. Talk about fucking wasted, but suave mother. Fucker. Oh, it's always suave, and I uh, look great. He looked absolutely fantastic in this. Yeah, he's top dollar second in command, and doles doles out the jobs. He says top dollar isn't taking any guests at the minute. Uh, inside the room's top dollar or Guy of Gisborne, as we would know him. <laughs> Take your heart out, yes. <laughs> Why a spoon, <laughs> dear cousin? Because <laughs> dal you idiot, and it'll hurt more. <laughs> um, uh, by the way, top dollar, the the boy Guy of Gisborne. Uh, his birthday is the 22nd, 21st January, the day before mine. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. We also meet Micah, right? The amazing, always fucking mental in everything, Byling. Byling, yeah. But she's in she's Dumplings. I think when we did this two years ago, you hadn't seen the film Dumplings, and I assume yeah. you've still not seen it. Yeah. It's a great <laughs> Hong Kong film. It is grim as fuck. But you'll also know, I think she's in one of those crank films, maybe the second one. Oh, I've watched him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, I thought you fucking might. Yeah, She's yeah. brilliant. Cool. Yeah, um, <laughs> and they're together. Like they're they're half. Si- She's his half sister, and they're together. It was a bit like a fucking Pornhub tab, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, it was, was a very like, niche okay. category, wasn't it? But why has that become niche? Can anybody explain? Like, because I. Don't get it, you know. No, yeah. I mean, my, my, I've got to be honest, my sister is one of the most beautiful human beings I know, right? But uh-huh. she's my fucking sister. Fuck off. Have a word. Yeah. Half-sister as well. <laughs> um, Sarah heads to the pit, that this bar, the pit, and we see Darla, her mom, isn't mm. a very good mom, is she? She'd rather oh. carry on with the gang. So we just set a bit of scene for later on. Um, back at Gideon's, he's counting money. Of course he is. Uh, now, John, in a film mm-hmm. full of brilliant character actors, he is the best thing in it by by a country mile. Nobody yeah. on the planet talks like this no more. Hey, I don't yeah. talk like this no more. Uh-huh. Nobody talks like If there is anybody, I know we've got listeners in New York City, actually. If there's anybody down your street who's like, Get a recording of them because I yeah, don't believe anybody talks like yeah, that. Definitely. I really don't. It's beautiful. Uh, Eric smashes the door in and quotes the Raven. We did this in the last yeah. one, and I just couldn't. You heard me rapping, it. right? I know. But as uh, for your the Raven, yeah, so we need exactly. to take that. We need to take that as a fact, though. Go on, then. Yeah, I'll let you have that one, bro. Um, uh, you're trespassing, and you owe me a new door. <laughs> 
<laughs> he shoots Eric and the bullet wound heals. And his ex- expression here is, Ah, oh, shit on me! <laughs> shit on me! <laughs> like, I mean, it's not that kind of film, but again, a, I think that another, might be another tab. <laughs> another, niche, another niche category. <laughs> um, Eric batters Gideon about and says he's looking for Shelley's engagement ring that was pawned here a year ago. Right? Yep. So... Gotta be honest, right? He's looking for this from a year ago. How shit a salesman is Gideon that he can't sell a ring that was pawned in a year ago? I was thinking the exact same thing. Well, okay. Why is it taking him a year? Considering in a pawn shop, they actually, that's another fact for you, you've got 30 days to buy it back, otherwise it's the sell own. So he had. All right, okay. It's literally had 11 months to sell that own. Well, there you go. Uh, Tintin's crime scene, we see him being wheeled away. Absolutely full of knives. Riddled in knives. <laughs> he like fucking knuckles from Sonic the Hedgehog, didn't he? <laughs> uh, and we see a crow painted on the wall above his and body. Blood. Absolutely. All the blood. Uh, just just before you go on with the story, did you know there was uh, another character in the crow that they took out called Skull Cowboy? All right, okay. So it was, it was being played by a uh, veteran character actor, Michael Berryman, who is the ball guy. Pluto? Yeah. That's Pluto yeah, yeah. out of the Hills of Eyes. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah, Fuck yeah. it. Every time I see somebody bald, like really tall and bald, <laughs> yeah, I always go, here, Rachel, have you seen the Hills of Eyes? <laughs> I'm the same. I, I keep thinking, as soon as I see him, I, I always think weird signs. Yeah, Michael. Um, oh, so he is. Yeah, Michael Berryman, Pluto. Yeah. But apparently he was meant to be playing this skull cowboy who was uh, like a spiritual guide for the crow, but they cut, they just cut it because I think that um, the director just didn't see the point in it and wanted wanted to take it out. It's too convoluted. But I'm thinking it would be nice to have like an extra character and just for a bit of guidance because the guy's obviously just came back to life and he doesn't know his purpose and what he could do. It'd be nice for him to actually have some sort of guy. A bit of help. Yeah. yeah. So I love the fact that they filmed this and then just cut him out. Yeah, yeah. It got so far. But luckily, there wasn't too many big interactions with um, Brenly, so they they cut it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, absolutely. I I really like that guy. Something new for you, big man. He's a lot of fun. Good, fantastic. On the subject of something new, shall we listen to uh, one of our friends? Yes, please. Joe, take it away. All right, lads. Joe from Hallmark of Greatness here with a few quick facts about the second best movie ever made, The Crow. Despite the close similarities between the two, Eric Draven's makeup has nothing to do with shock rock menace Alice Cooper's at all. Author James O'Barr said in an interview that the distinctive look was actually inspired by a marionette he saw on a trip to London. The iconic makeup did go on to inspire the late 90s look of the wrestler Sting, who went from being a colourful, fun surf bro to a moody, trench coat wearing loner as a result of this movie. A look which he still uses today, while wrestling at 63 years of age. Hope that was interesting enough for you. Congratulations on your 100th episode. Here's to the next 100 and your slow decline into madness. Cheers, lads. Well, Joe, that uh, is... uh... No less than we would expect from someone who who does it uh, who does it weekly on a weekly yeah. basis with the That's, facts. Even though I he's can... got someone else to do his facts on both of his podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> As I say, hallmark of greatness. That is yeah, absolutely. Uh, he didn't come to us with any shark facts. I was very disappointed, but he's maybe mm. run out. Uh, so we'll we'll take a couple off there. Thank you, gentlemen. Back in the shop, Eric's going through this box of rings and he finds the one that he's looking for and has some flashbacks. Was it prick, prick, good guy? (laughs) Wank, wank, good guy. Wank, wank, good guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
He has this flashback to taking Shelley up in the attic. Not a euphemism. Um, oh. And it's full of candles and the ring. Now, I'll be honest, no wonder this fucking place burnt down. It's an absolute death trap. I know. It's a little wooden fucking yeah. rickety thing, isn't Absolutely. it? Ready to go. Yeah. Love me, Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Eric empties a can of petrol all over the shop and threatens Gideon till he tells him where Fun Boy lives. Eric fills a shotgun full of rings, right? Steals a guitar and shoots the petrol exploding in the shop and giving us the only thing in the world that I think is better than a man on fire, a much-loved character actor on fire. Flying it. Well, leg on fire. Yeah, like he's shaking his leg off like a fucking dog that's just had a piss in it. Imagine that in the guitar as well. That brilliant. I know, exactly. And and a shotgun, obviously. He got oh. yourself a he got yourself a Mossberg five hundred cruiser. Did he really, John? Really? Oh, thank you very much. Uh, Albrecht arrives and pulls pulls a gun on Eric. Eric says, "You don't remember me, do you? You know Tintin shouldn't have played with knives." Um, he said, "Did you kill him?" He said, "No, oh, he was dead a year ago. It's just taken him a year to realise it." Same for the rest yeah. of the gang. And I'm kind of okay. I I quite like that line. I, I do love the line, by the way, as Eric vanishes, guy shows up dressed like a mime from hell. Ah, at least he didn't do the walking against the wind thing. <laughs> uh, I hate that crap. That was brilliant. Uh, but did you, uh, apparently, that was um, James O'Barr that was the looter. See, when he just gets distracted, we had looter coming out with Oh, TV. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's James O'Barr. That's the writer yeah. of the uh, comic book, uh, yeah, yeah. as Dean's just told us. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, we meet the uh, detective, didn't we? Fucking dick. Oh, this. So I've barely written anything about this detective because he's he's nothing, but he looks like right. Robert Davy a little bit. He's got like the you know ah, Robert Davy from Diehards, the Goonies. Yeah, he's got that pockmarked look. Yeah, he's a fucking pr- and he's all the time. He's kind of like, yeah, you're not doing a very good job. There's no wonder you got busted down. I uh, but he says it at some point. Near one of the the, the, the career gold badge. So I was looking at the color okay. of badges, but apparently uh, the badges are usually constructed out of metal. that has got like an enamel finish. that's either gold or silver. So I don't know whether it must be silver for like a beat cop and gold for like detectives. All right, okay. Hierarchy. Well, Judge Dredd's is gold, isn't it? So oh god, aye, aye. But then he is the law. I wonder what level that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the low one. Uh, adamantium. <laughs> um, back at the foundry, T-Bird explains that Tintin got done uh, and Top Dollar doesn't care, but he is interested in Gideon be- Gideon's place being torched. So he sends the Candyman out to figure out what's going on. In the street, Eric saves Sarah from being murdered by this car. Like, she's just not looking where she's going. It's classic kid. Not yeah. looking where she's going. And the rain in the skateboard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, do you know why I know that fact as well? Go on. That's going to be horrible, right? Because you, <laughs> was... he was a boy, she was no. a girl. Can no, I make no. it any more obvious? No? When um, when I was younger, a lot younger, somebody had uh, a skateboard, but it wasn't a, a one of those bought ones with a bloody sandpaper on top. It was actually a proper one that he made, trucks and everything. He was selling it. I remember he says he was asking for like, 80 quid for it, say. Right. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I'll take it, but can I test it first? Had it everywhere, took it in the rain and everything. By the time I took it back, it was a walk. I was like, I don't want it. <laughs> I felt oh, really guilty. Oh, that's brutal. I felt, I felt really guilty. <laughs> and I never had the money anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Tale, good, tales of Glasgow in the 60s, eh? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>, hell. <laughs> she complains about the rain, and he says, what, John? Like Michael Fish says, it's the canny hurricane all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but John Ketley, he's the weatherman. 
and so is Michael Fish. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and she realizes it's him. But by the time she turns around, he's fucking mimed from hell away, isn't he? He's off, eh? <laughs> In the, in the precinct, this beat cop Annie, uh, and I was kind of like, oh, there's going to be like a little fucking love, oh, love relationship here, yeah, yeah. but no, she's like, she's, she's, she's like, goodbye, movie. <laughs> she's gone in yeah. seconds. Um, no, he, I thought O'Bright was going to go all night, but uh, that was a long start, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, Brad Long. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Annie brings in basically the file, right, and he takes it home. <laughs> Turns out that Shelley and Eric were refusing to be evicted from the building because yeah. fucking landlords is why. It's like bloody bad he's not included all over again. Oh man, don't don't get me started. The chief from what did we watch the what did we watch the chief oh. from? It was uh, forty eight hours. The chief yeah. from that was your young boy yeah, yeah. in the, the super. Yeah. The boxer. Absolutely. Before we move on, let's hear from another one of our friends, uh Mono and Kira. Take it away, lads. Hello, John and Planty, and hello to all your listeners. It's Mono and Kira from Mono Rants the Boys and Mono Rants at the Movies here. Hello. And we've uh, just dropped in to, well, to help you do your fucking episode for you, to be honest with you. I was going to say, see what condition your condition was in. <laughs> yeah, that would be much better, actually. <laughs> but uh, no, we're not We're not dropping in to see what condition their condition was in. We're dropping in to help yeah. them. Yeah, sorry, I can't help it. <laughs> we are dropping in to help them do their 100th episode and give them some facts about the crow. The crow? Yeah, about the crow. And not but, crows. What? I have crow facts. Okay. Well, I was going to say that that um, Planty called me unfunny in his most recent episode, so fuck that guy. Okay. So I went and got a whole load of um, info about the sequels instead of the actual <laughs> film itself. Well, that's better than me because I have crow facts. Okay. I thought you were actually going to be, you know, on assignment this one, but... No. How never. <laughs> so uh, the crow spawned a shitload of sequels. Yeah, there's like a... Fuckload of them. Um, was there a TV show? There was. The, the first sequel was The Crow City of Angels in 1996. And it wasn't great. And it didn't do great. And they decided, hey, let's try and make a TV show in 97 and 98 that starred Monoran's favourite. Oh, Mark Dacascus. Mark Dacascus. Although I don't know if it features his... Dacascas? Um, yes. Our, our favourite body part. <laughs> but that ran for a season. <laughs> and didn't do so good. And then they decided, hey, let's try and make another movie. And they batted around the idea of giving Rob Zombie a movie. That, ooh, called yeah. Called The Crow 2037. And it was going to be his film debut. I, apparently, that would have been fun because Rob Zombie, that would have suited his style a lot. Like, I do enjoy his stuff. I don't really like Halloween. Mm. But, like, the likes of Lords of Salem and... Oh, House of a Thousand Corpses. And, yeah, yeah, all of that was like, yeah, that totally suits the style of The Crow. And he's a big comic book fan. And, and by all accounts, he wanted to make it more... Horror, yeah, and less like revenge action, yeah. But that didn't happen. More screeching. Guitars. That didn't happen. We got the third film in two thousand called Crow Salvation, and that also didn't do very well. Um, it went straight to DVD, and they decided for a fourth film, hey, let's get somebody else to give it to them. And do you know who they got to give it to them? Who? Or they were planning on getting to give it to them? X was going to give it to them. Oh God. DMX was going to be the Crow in the Crow Lazarus. Uh, uh, yep, yeah, he was going to be a rapper who gives up the life of rapping for. Uh, the love of Vengeance? a good woman. No, the love of a good woman who gets gunned down in a drive-by and then he is reincarnated. It didn't say he died. It just said he was reincarnated. She gets gunned down and he's reincarnated to exact vengeance. Sounds but, like Spawn. Well, I mean, so do any of the Crow films. I know. <laughs> that, yeah, that didn't happen either. Yeah. I'm not surprised. So didn't they originally try and make, they pitched the original film as like some sort of like action romance? 
they pitched it as a comedy. Yeah. Or something ridiculous. Yeah. But no, then in the end, we got The Crow Wicked Game in 2005 with David Boreanaz, which was also pants. I forgot that David Boreanaz briefly had like a movie career. He did, briefly. Like, well, they tried. Apparently My Bloody Valentine is all right. Uh, I've never seen it. I know, it was 3D. Well, look, we're not here for a, a, a Monoman's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so give us some of your crow facts then, Kira. Crows mourn their dead. That's pretty cool. Yeah. They, and in they, team with the film. Yeah, they've been observed um, when they, a member of the murder is found dead. Number one, they will also investigate the area to see what caused it. If it was like, did he fly into something? Are you saying that a murder will investigate the murder? Yes. Awesome. Murderception. <laughs> and then they will mourn their dead much in the same way as elephants, which makes sense because they have extremely well-developed frontal cortexes. So they are quite intelligent. Any other crow trivia? Yeah, they've got the largest brain-to-body ratio of any bird. Brain-to-body ratio? Brain-to-body. <laughs> Brain-to-brewer. They will also eat your corpse. They'll eat your corpse? Yeah. Nice. They're omnivorous and they're also carry-on feeders, so they will just, yeah, mostly eyeballs. Will we give them a real fact before we go? Oh, and they can explode frogs. Well, no, I meant a real crow movie fact. Um, sure, why not? Yeah, Iggy Pop was supposed to be fun boy in the first film. Yeah, he could have been the guy who shot Brandon Lee. Mm, just to bring it down before yeah. the end. That's us for Monorants. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Fantastic. I would have probably liked more facts about the film than I would have liked facts about birds. But yeah, look, you you, you do you, Kira, and uh, <laughs> the, the, the unfunny one. Well, no, uh, great. Thanks for that, guys. We do love you, really. Uh, Thank but you it's, so much. It's, yeah. a lot more, it's a lot more fun pretending that, that we're these evil British bastards <laughs> against our lovely, uh, poorly, badly treated uh, Irish friends, innit? In it, though. In it, though. Could be, worse. Could, be, could be Welsh. Could be Welsh. Could be Welsh. So at Fun Boy's apartment, Dala and he are getting off the tits on what I assume was heroin. You're going down. So you're going down, you slag. Sorry, that was me getting rid of the cat because he's <laughs> he, he he'd managed to get his foot on the fucking zero button <laughs> on my nose. Yes, exactly. Ooh. And that was all I fucking got. Sorry, I do love you so much, and I will make it up to you later on. I promise, mate. Plant, you get the dreamies out. So they get off the tissue while she was heroin, but it turns out it wasn't. It was morphine. All right. Now, this time last year, if you remember, John, I was fucking crippled with with sciatica. A good old man. Um, and I uh, and they give me morphine at the hospital. Man, I wish I'd been injecting that shit. It's amazing. Is it good? Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, the crow flies in, uh, and Fun Boy's like, "I ah, know that it's a squab. A squab is a pigeon." Yeah. By the way, they have them all the time in Amish celebrity. Oh, do they? Eat them all the time. Ah, uh, <laughs> mate, I don't watch that shit because because I'm the celebrity. That's why you are. Exactly, we'll be on that in a few years' time. Mate, we'll be on that in a few years' time. I'll eat any of that shit, I don't care. Like, they can throw me in with fucking scorpions and that. I'll do whatever, I'm not bothered. Yeah, oh, man, it's... Um, I, I, I don't really care about that sort of thing. I'm, I'm saying, the only thing I'd pro- have problems with is probably the eating ones. What, because you're Scottish and you don't eat vegetables? I don't. Uh, I can only eat haggis. Haven't else <laughs> just tastes disgusting. In, in fairness, mate, I, I, I'm with you on that. I'd eat haggis for every fucking meal. Oh, man, it's Burns. It's Burns night soon. That means that our local butchers will be doing the fucking 
haggis the size of six six of your heads, uh, <laughs> and I will eat it all week. I do it every year. We buy a massive haggis and eat it all week. Anyway, we'll do something Scottish for Burns night, of course. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Eric turns up. He sticks his hand out. The fun boy puts a hole in it. This is the <laughs> shot, isn't it? This is the scene, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. As we, yeah, know. yeah. We and as we um, as we've learned, Iggy Pop, yeah, Iggy Pop. I still blame the director. What a cunt. It was last minute decision to shoot him as well. Oh, was it last minute, was it? Yeah, yeah, last minute. Changed the script, but it wasn't meant to shoot him originally, and, and then he changed it last minute. And that's so. why you should run all these things fucking through production team. Yeah. It's like Bobby Davro in the fucking stocks. Always look on the bright side. And he falls <laughs> and could have broken his neck. Sadly, I, Bobby Davro didn't break his fucking he, neck. He <laughs> oh, Bobby! He, he promptly heals. And then he tells this really fucking bad joke uh, yeah. about Jesus, isn't it? Jesus. And it's like, with three nails, and he walks in and says, can you put me up for the night? Me up for the night. And I'm kind of like, three gold. nails? Because like, I get one hand there, one hand there, but two, is that what they did? Was it two through the, the feet? Yeah, the, across the feet. Could you? How long would the nail look like a fucking bolt gun? Yeah, it need to be a big one, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's just horrible anyway. Eric knocks him out. And drags him into the bathroom. He grabs Darla and tells her morphine's bad for her and magically squeezes the morphine out of her veins. Yeah. Nice. And sends her on her way. Back at the pit bar, Gideon's knocking back the whiskey. Uh, I loved this, by the way, because he's like, uh, he's like, uh, whiskey. And he gives him a whiskey. He's like, did I tell you to put ice in it? <laughs> he's fucking raging. raging. I know. <laughs> uh, he's drinking Crown Royal whiskey, by the way. All right. Any idea where that's that from? We've had that before. I think we might have done twenty nine fifty on thewhiskeyexchange dot com. It's a Canadian whiskey, John, uh, and it's hey. closer. Hey. It's, a, it's, it's Canadian, Canadian whiskey, hey. eh? and it's made closer to a bourbon than a whiskey blend, eh? Sorry, eh? Oh, <laughs> we shouldn't mock the Canadians because they're all right. They're all right. We've I mean, got Canadian mean. listeners. I really, and they're used to like Americans always going, oh, no, hey, 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 and all that kind of stuff. But let's be honest, they've got some absolute national treasures. We wouldn't have had half the facts on uh, the Simpsons podcast if it hadn't been for Wayne Gretzky. I'll tell you. Oh, no, definitely. And see, every time you hear about famous people, like I was reading Ryan Reynolds, all these Canadian people like Ryan Reynolds and all these uh-huh. people, they've, they've got loads of people that have gone over to America. So, And it's just pure, pure ignorance that we automatically think they're American. Yeah, there's only sometimes you hear that particular kind of, uh, I want to say Monterey kind of level of acts, mm-hmm. like kind of accent where you're like, oh, he's, that, your man's Canadian there. <laughs> I know, yeah, hey. Hey. <laughs> Grange tells Gideon that he needs to speak to Top Dollar. He then sees Dollar run out and heads up to the apartment to find Top Dollar with these needles in his chest and a mm. crow drawn on him in blood. Uh, just at that point, your man Eric jumps out the window, doesn't he? With like his guitar on his back, yeah, yeah. and jumps out. And you go, like, okay. Uh, in Albrecht's apartment, Eric turns up and hands him a beer. He's like, but you're dead. He says, yeah, well, I am, and I'm back. He says, I need to know how we died. He explains that they were beaten and murdered. Shelley had 30 hours in intensive care. Eric does this brilliant thing, by the way. He lays his hands on Elbrick's eyes uh, and he sees the pain Shelley suffered and it fucking knocks him back. He basically gets 30 hours of like painful suffering in yeah. like 
three seconds, doesn't three he? Things, yeah. Thirty hours of pain. Yeah. And he says, "But you stayed with her for thirty hours." And instead of saying, "Yeah, because I'm a nice guy," he's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I thought she might pull through and I get some fucking things out of it, mate." Fucking when you're out the top. Um, Eric takes this second tab off him as he's smoking. He says, "You shouldn't smoke these; they'll kill you." Um, they make you fart big time. Yeah. <laughs> he says, uh, "He says, right, I need to go." And he went, huh, "You're going to vanish into thin air again." He's like, "No, I thought I'd probably use the front door." <laughs> like, yes, that's a fun line. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. By the way, this got me thinking how much I loved, how much I loved uh, Winston Zedmore in uh, Grace and Frankie. Because obviously, since oh, we've done yeah. this, yeah, 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 he is absolutely fucking brilliant in Grace and Frankie. Yeah, he's fantastic. And, and it he? actually made me a little bit, a little bit sad because obviously it doesn't work out between him and I know. Gra- I was Gra- the same. Him and Grace, yeah, yeah. him and Grace. Yeah. Uh, Frankie, Frankie, it's, yeah, it's Frankie, the happy one, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I still not got to the end of that actually. Um, Rachel might have done, but I still haven't got to the end of that. But uh, yeah, Ernie Hudson's great, isn't he? Great. I know. Nah, we could. Um, uh, I've just spent all the Patreon money, but we could get him to. Uh, you could get him to record a thing on Cameo. That would be nice, wouldn't it? If we did. Oh, that. that'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's about hundred. It's about hundred bucks. We'll maybe not do that. Uh, once no. we save, once we saved our money back up, once we got our money back up to the to a decent yeah. thing, we'll see if we can get, get some get some lighty money back. Get some lighty money. <laughs> we'll see if we can get Brian Cox to record something for us. That would be fucking amazing, wouldn't it? Oh man, I fantastic. would. I would. I would be like fucking Stan Marsh in that episode of uh, South Park at my computer with jizz everywhere. <laughs> everywhere, I would be spaffed up if that was the case. <laughs> anyway, uh, Gideon's explaining to Top Dollar what happened to him, uh, and he wants him to help him out. Uh, this is where we learn that Mike is Top Dollar's sister. He's brilliant. He's like your sister. Yes, sister. <laughs> uh, Gideon's like, uh, yeah, uh, on my father's side. Can't you see yeah. the family resemblance? And I'm like, uh, possibly not, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gideon explains it was Eric Draven and a crow. <laughs> like, uh, okay, you fucking nutter. I like the way he says, and he let you live, and he just went, I'm not twisted like you two fucks. <laughs> <laughs> He's just sending a match. Now, to anybody else, you would expect them to just go, you what how much of that right. fucking Canadian whiskey have you been drinking, mate? Yeah. But it turns out that they've got like a bit of an obsession with the occult. They're like fucking like eating eyeballs and fucking yeah. you know, breathing yeah. smoke and all this kind of stuff. Okay, whatever. Um Top, top Dollar puts a rapier through his throat, and then mm-hmm. while he's dying, he's like, will you die already? Give the man <laughs> a chance. You know, he's drowning yeah. in his own fucking, choking on his own rage here. Yeah, he shot me like a, a machine gun. It was a, 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 I was looking at it, it's a, a Calico M950. So it's the first time we've came across one. There's two of them in it, an M900 as well. So, all right. I um I think I had one of them. It had the it used to turn it to to control the pong thing. Oh no, that was a Coleco. Yeah, Coleco. <laughs> <laughs> totally different submachine gun. It yeah. is a totally different submachine gun. How about John? Uh, some more facts. More facts. Yeah, let's throw to our good friend Punk. Right, you set of inbred cons. Team meeting. Hey boys, team meeting now. Fucking quit it, you and that fucking Christmas tambourine. You'll have your own fucking eye out with that thing. Well, if you two pricks came here when I first asked, I wouldn't have to break out the tambourine. 
What a. Oh. Here, boys. Here, boys. Dickhead needs attention. Give me a treat, you cunt. Please don't compare yourself to the domesticated hound. They bring joy to the world. You two are a yeast infection upon my own mental health. Well, if we're so fucking awful, why do you want to talk to us again? It's Planty. Oh, fuck. Did you kill Planty? And we're going to have to find a new backup guest. I'll get the shovels. No, he isn't dead yet. But he has asked for a favour. He wants us to submit one fact for his show. Why the fuck has he asked us? We've only ever watched The Blues Brothers. Every other movie's shite. Well, he wants a fact on the movie The Crow, because they're going to redo that one for their 100th episode. And what, does he think we're a trio of teenage goths and Halloween with no imagination? Crows are shite magpies. Magpies are better than crows, but that isn't a fact. It fucking is a fact. Just because that's what we think, that doesn't make it a fact. Boris Johnson looks like a scarecrow that has doubled as a wank rag that got left out in the sun for a few decades. Fact! Fuck. We're kind of blurring the lines of fact and strong opinion here. Crows hold funerals. Everybody knows that. They recognise and remember human faces. It feels like the two of you are focusing on the animal a lot here and not the movie. There was that Aesop's fable. About the crow that raises the water level of a pitcher by dropping stones in it. Yes, the fable that was later proved true as scientists found out crows would actually use this technique to raise water levels and get treats out of containers. Again, fantastic facts, but we should really get a fact from the film. 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 Remember when we did the 69 episode? Nice. I've been drinking pretty heavily this year. You may have to refresh my memory. Well, we found that in the Kama Sutra that the 69 position is referred to as the Congress of the Crow. Did we? It's more likely that Kago's Moo found that out and we took credit for it. So we can't even think up our own fact that isn't connected to the movie. We're stealing a thing we didn't learn from the film. Well, do you want to watch The Crow again? Do you want to kiss the back end of my bollocks? If I could kiss the back end of my own bollocks, I'd never leave the fucking house. Crows have regional dialects. Different populations can have differences in their languages, just like people. Oof. Nice read, punk. You've been practicing. Fucking Google. Bring me sunshine. Crows have the largest brain to body ratio I'm of any bird. Of this. Can we just tell Planty to fuck off? What about John? We'd be letting that Scotch stallion down. Fuck. I don't think I could handle it if he was disappointed in me. Oh, I found another one. In Japan, crows steal coat hangers and build nests with them on the top of electrical wires. So I'm guessing, yeah, they were metal coat hangers. I thought they had big brains. Big fucking fried brains? They Kentucky fry themselves and cause blackouts due to short-circuiting. I like that. Loose, morbid fact. Very on brand. I don't think they can use any of these facts. They're not things we learned from film. Fucked fake here. We have our own stupid podcast concept to worry about. This is almost like we tried. We went out of our way and decided not to contribute at all. Yeah. It's almost exactly fucking like that. Fuck it. Crows are shite magpies. Crows are shite magpies. magpies. There we go. One whole fact. While we're here, do you want to congratulate them on making it to the big one-ton episode? Nah, fuck them. Uploading on a fucking Monday. 
That's my fucking day. I do find it incredibly arrogant on their part. Isn't it, though? Just upload it on a fucking Sunday. Would that be so hard? We might want them on as future guests. Oh. Wank. Sweary Wogan. Sweary Wogan. <clears throat> Congratulations on making it to 100 episodes, fellas. Onwards and upwards. You're only getting better. And I can't wait to hear what the future brings. Look at him. He's actually turned green. Good. Hope he fucking chokes in it. Cunt. Fuck it. Wrap it up. Mark. John. Fair play, lads. Great milestone. And I love you both dearly. Fuck the Tories. Happy holidays. New year. Whenever the fuck this uploads. Have a good one. Get fucked. 100 times. 100 times. 100 times. Uh, that Irish wizard. <laughs> More fucking facts about birds. <laughs> like, did... Did they get the brief or didn't they get the brief? I'm not sure. Have they all fucking... They've all spoken to one another, haven't they? They've gone, oh, let's make Planty and John look fucking stupid by doing facts about birds. I know. Or they've gone, I can't be arsed watching this film. Let's just look up some facts about birds. A hundred things we learned from EVEs. (laughs) (laughs) See once. (laughs) <laughs> but hey, every every fact counts, big man. Oh, we do any old shit on this, don't we? Absolutely. <laughs> Sarah returns home and puts on a record, Hangman's Joke, which is this band mm-hmm. that he's the fucking guitarist with. It sticks yeah. and skips at the, it can't rain all the time, it can't rain all the time, it can't rain all the time. And I was like, ooh, that's fucking some bit out of some fucking horror film. Yeah, it's bad, isn't it? Yeah. And you can tell he's not a singer. No, you absolutely you can. Uh, John, no crows were used in the film. They instead they were oh, ravens because crows are too small. Yeah. And did I steal your legacy fact, John? Legacy fact: the film had a crow wrangler. What? Yep, he was wearing <laughs> Levi's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's shame. Oh, how is that shite in comparison <laughs> to most of you? Jesus Christ! This is well, why I write my jokes because that my, the ones I do off the cuff are fish. They must have gotten money cheap then, because apparently the budget for this was around fifty million. So a lot of the stuff was done on the cheap. So a lot of the stuff, a lot of stuff was done through miniatures. So a lot of the the scenes, the swooping scenes, are from miniatures. But I didn't even know this. They spliced the car. There's a car chase after this, and they spliced the car chase through miniature sets. All right. Okay. Yeah, it does look. It kind of. It has that look of Sin City. You know, in yes. that Sin City with the with the car bit, it has that kind of kind of look of that. that feel. Um, yep. Yeah, it's. Uh, so you, you said they did it through miniatures. I'm like, how many uh, how many little bottles many of vodka did they have? They have? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, fifty million from that fifteen million budget. By the way, five zero. That's fucking. That's. I mean, in nineteen ninety four money. That's that's a decent result. Aye, that, yeah, it's yeah. a decent chunk of chunk because a lot of people were enjoying the, uh, the the gothic thing at that time anyway, mm. and apparently the comic book series was quite popular. Better than, and I can't remember. I think this is the same same problem with this when I was a teenager that I had with Spawn. I never made it to the end of Spawn either, but yeah, I, I seem to remember Spawn looked like fucking dog shit. Holy shit! The only good bit was when. Uh, John Leguizamo had to eat about pizza with real maggots. Maggots on, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. and he yeah. he spent all his time on his knees for that, didn't he? Like sure wandering, he did, yeah. to, just like like was Toulouse Lautrec in that uh, <laughs> that musical uh, d- d- Moulin Rouge. He, uh, he spends yeah. all his time on his fucking knees. I mean, maybe that's how he gets the roles. I don't know. I that's how I got mine. <laughs> 
<laughs> Prove us wrong by coming on the podcast, character actor. <laughs> Please. <laughs> My favourite pair here now, John, in the film, T-Bird and Skank. What yeah. does T-Bird ask for from the shop? Uh, smokes and road beers. Smokes and road beers. And this smokes is where we learn about road beers. Man, if yeah. someone else was driving, I would be well up for some road beers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a thing, isn't it? Uh, unfortunately, I had to drive uh, f- four drunk Nottingham Forest fans down to fucking Blackburn and back at the week during the week. <laughs> fucking brutal. Luckily, we won 4 1, so it was all right. Uh, T Bird's in the car and he gets held up by Eric at gunpoint, who makes him drive. Skank runs out the shop like with the fucking food in his gob uh, yep. and promptly gets run over by a Fiat Panda. <laughs> you go. It was. Uh, no, no, you go first, John. What's your fact? Uh, oh, yeah. Hi-oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're on fire, by the way. We are. We are <laughs> well, maybe, maybe shortly. There's a lot of facts here. Yeah, yeah, a lot of facts here. So, whether in the show, we've seen some cures. Um, I've never really drank Coors before, but I understand it's maybe shit anyway. So Coors was founded in 1873 in Colorado. Uh, I also seen a Lotto sticker. Uh-huh. So I was looking at the Lotto. Um, looking at Lotto. The original game was based on results from horse races, and the first tickets were sold in March 12th, 1964. So that was the beginning of the American lottery. Right, okay. You assume... It was probably if it was based on the results of horse races, it was fucking crooked. The horse version of the pools, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, I've got my pools on. Everybody done the pools. <laughs> Everybody did the pools. They really uh, did, didn't they? Yeah. I'm gonna spend it all. And she fucking did, didn't she? Oh yeah. Yeah, she did, yeah. <laughs> Man, that's a crossover for the Simpsons podcast. Everything we learn from the Simpsons, <laughs> uh, where me and Tom talk about the pools winners. Uh, yeah, pools. fantastic. Um, he nicks this car, doesn't he? This guy gets out of the car and says, Oh, you jumped out in front of my car, man. Yeah. And he gives him a twatting, <laughs> right? But then mm-hmm. he gets him in the stomach and wins him yep. and then nicks his car and takes chase. I thought it was Henry Rollins at first. It, Rollins, it does look a little <laughs> bit like really Henry Rollins. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Um, as they do, there's this these cops. This cop obviously sat waiting, aren't they? These coppers, uh, and he sat waiting. He's gone. They can't cream. even call this cream anymore. <laughs> and your man's like, uh, he sees him fire by, and he's sucking. Aye, uh, it speeds off. Point nine liter fucking car. <laughs> and they take chase, but as he takes chase, your man's not got the lid on his coffee. Aye. And he gets Bond it all balls. over him. Now, this made me think of one of my favourite, favourite stories for... I just It infuriates me, right? Uh, Liebig versus McDonald's restaurants, which is also known as the McDonald's coffee case uh, or the hot coffee lawsuit. Highly publicised 1994, same year, product liability lawsuit Ooh. in the United States against the McDonald's restaurant. The mm. plaintiff was Stella Liebeck, a 79-year-old woman who suffered third-degree burns in her pelvic region. I mean, she's 79. She's not using them anymore. Uh, when she accidentally spilled yeah. coffee in her lap after purchasing it from a McDonald's restaurant. She was hospitalized for eight days whilst undergoing skin grafting, followed by two years of medical treatment. Liebeck sought to settle with McDonald's for $20,000 to cover her medical expenses. When they refused, her attorney filed a suit uh, in New Mexico, accusing McDonald's of gross negligence. Right, God. Turns out that the uh, 
the coffee would have been roughly 180 to 190 degrees Fahrenheit, which we would know in, in our money as 82 to 88 degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. It was defective and more likely to cause serious injury than coffee served at any other establishment. The jury found McDonald's was 80% responsible for the incident and awarded Liebeck $160,000 in compensatory damages to cover medical expenses and $2.7 million in punitive damages, which is the equivalent of two days of McDonald's coffee sales. And today, $5 million US. Fucking hell, the fucking clown must have, should I just paid up, man? <laughs> Don't you fucking love that story? <laughs> uh, we've all burnt ourselves on hot fucking coffee from oh, McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're just not quite that thick. Man, if there was a, a way of suing for every time I burnt my mouth in one of these bloody pies. Oh, man. mate, yeah, absolutely. Just in it. Just didn't eat the pies. Oh, the Christmas ones, though. Uh, Mince the, pies the, with the custard. Pie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just the apple pie for me. I'm just oh. addicted to them at one point. It's just basically sugar, but it's just sugar melted, don't you, bloody? It's tasty, but... <laughs> oh, really? the, the ending here, by the way, is, is, is great. Because Skank's chasing them, the cops are chasing them, and he's going a different way, and he gets shit on the windscreen, and he basically turns the corner, and these cops run into him. Basically, yeah. wipes them out. But there's a bit as he's kind of going down the thing, and he's just shouting, "Goddamn parked cars!" Oh, no, no, he says, "Goddamn foreign cars!" Oh, goddamn foreign cars! Aye, yep, goddamn foreign cars. That's exactly what. He no, shows. do you know what? I've yep. watched this twice, and it's definitely parked cars on my yep, DVD. Yep, yep. Check out, buddy. It's uh, goddamn foreign no, cars. But, no, but I've watched it on the DVD. Is what I'm saying. So he definitely says parked cars oh, on the DVD. I'm going to watch that again, mate. I've, I've, No, but this must be one of these fucking regional. It's a regional dialect. (laughs) It's an Albany Albany dialect. T-Bird gets tied up in the car and explains to Eric um, that if if she'd signed the eviction order, she wouldn't be dead. He then recognises Eric as who he is. He tapes his foot to the accelerator and for some reason throws a fucking grenade in the car um, and explodes it as it goes off the dock. It's like that bit out of... um, Coronation Street. It was yeah. always you and me, always. <laughs> Speak to me. Speak to me. By the way, there's a lot to there's a lot to unpack here. Because um, at first when I saw the car explode, it explodes for the back. But it, when Eric's gone into the back, there's a detonator in the back, so it explodes for the back there. All right. I thought it's for the the the, the, the grenade. Uh, he's got flashbacks from him saying, "I bashed the devil stood and felt how awful goodness was." Yeah. So that. It. The, the book that he's reading from is actually a book that David Patrick Kelly brought in. So it's, it's quite a famous um, poem. Oh, right. Uh, okay. And he actually bought an original one of the, like an older book. But I was looking at this word abash because I didn't, I thought it was just going to But actually abash is a verb that means to make someone feel embarrassed, disconcerned or ashamed. Oh, nice. So, oh, thanks, the devil mate. was abashed. The devil was abashed indeed. <laughs> I find it hard yeah. to believe he ever was. <laughs> the next morning at Sarah and Darla's, Darla's making eggs. Uh, she's really making an effort. And it's nice. And she makes over easy eggs for Sarah, right. which is soft fried but flipped. So they're still kind of soft, but they're not. Sunny side up is what I would have eggs as. Aye, I'm the same. Personally, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
Good stuff. Uh, but of course, Sarah doesn't like eggs because eggs make you fart, as we learned earlier on. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Davies complaining at Albrecht, uh, basically saying, you know, this is the bit where he says, look, no wonder you got fucking knocked down as well you deserved, kind of thing. Um, mm. Shelley goes to the apartment, ripping off these boards to get in. Let's add breaking and enter into the fucking rap, yeah? Yep. Um, and Eric's ripping up love letters from Shelley and burning them. Uh, Sarah's looking for him, but he's jumped up in the rafters at this point like some sort of fucking coward, isn't he? <laughs> Must be, because she's looking all over. Like your man out of... Uh, uh, y- y- your man Doctor Who in the uh, in Shallow Grave, up in the rafters watching what's going on below. <laughs> <laughs> and he then comes out when she said she knows he doesn't care, and they embrace. It's lovely. Yeah. And actually, well, this is the first bit that's lit really, like bright and sunny and nice and i yeah. think it's all, it must be due you know down to the the reason they did it is obviously just to get his cell away because he was dead by this point so it was um, oh right so this was this yeah. was the stunt you, double yeah so you never actually get to see his face in it at all oh, so that's right. why it's so brightly lit so that you couldn't see his face when he was standing with his son back so this was sarah lee your, your woman that makes the apple pies <laughs> not the ones you burnt your gob on but you know Back in the office, uh, your man's hammered because he's seen it all going on. He's telling the story of how T-Bird died. Skank. It's a really great <laughs> drunken oh, acting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and this ghost going to kill my ass next. <laughs> I love him. It's beautiful oh, it's work. Good, really cracking. Yeah. And T-Bird... <laughs> Is that yeah. me? What's going on? Waste him. Fire him. He's dancing about. Absolutely hammered. It's brilliant. Uh, Back at the hot dog stand, Albrecht and Sarah are talking about Eric. Did you see this massive jar of pickled eggs, by the way? Yeah, but it was absolutely I, huge, wasn't it? I'm not kidding, oh. mate. I, I would eat them all day, all oh. in a day, and I'd probably be dead. <laughs> I would probably be dead. Uh, 2.5 kilogram jar of pickled eggs from myafricacaribbean.co.uk. Uh, My Africa Caribbean Queen. Now we're living the same dream. <laughs> the same dream. <laughs> uh, 12 pound and five pence plus VAT. Um, by the way, if they do deliveries on that website, <laughs> I'm getting those and all the fucking Caribbean food in the world. <laughs> oh, no. Ingredients delivered to my house because, man, I love, love me it. some Caribbean love food. It. I do. At the steel mill at the Simpsons, we're back there. Um, they're having this meeting of all these gangs, right? And I yeah. got heavy vibes of Casanova Frankenstein's house in Mystery Men. <laughs> you know where they're <laughs> all around right? the table? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. no totally. <laughs> totally get what you're coming, man. Oh, uh, man, is that a future episode? Because that be. I loved that film in the 2000s. My, um... Macro poster was basically see the main seat in it where uh, Top Door's sitting. Yeah, it's basically Brandon Lee's sitting, and it's all lit up. It's, oh, it's like crouched. I remember and that. Yeah, on that, and it's like a like a like a throne thing. I remember that as a poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had it. Um, he explains Top Dollar's giving this speech, isn't he? Greed is for amateurs. Chaos and anarchy are fun. Uh, he's kind of like I started Devil's Night, which is fucking lies because you've know. already told us when Devil's yeah, Night started, John. He's far too young for it to be ruined in the ladies. Why must films Liar. lie to us? Liars. Why? Liars. He says, uh, now they've got Devil's Night greeting cards. Do you know what, John? They don't. Precious. They don't. <laughs> There's none. I could not find a single ha- hallmark um, 
greeting card for it at all. Uh, here comes Eric, of course, uh, for your poster specifically. Uh, he wants yep. Skank, uh, but Top Dollar won't let him have him. So they all shoot Eric, and he falls to the ground. This guy, by the way, with the Uzi, did you see him with the little Uzi? Yeah. Dressed like a pantomime Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> he gets shot in the face. And this is the scene where Eric kills everybody, either by shooting them or Bruce Lee in them in the face. Yeah, you're all going to die. Yeah. With Terminator, Terminator music in the background? Was it really? All right. Did you, know, did you hear it? No, I like, never. Boom, boom, boom. And it's like Man. when the Terminator's gone through to get... So when he's getting Sarah yeah, Connor yeah. when she's gone through the factory. Sounds oh, a bit like that. Hey, fantastic. Yeah, great. Sorry I ruined your Black Panther party. <laughs> <laughs> Previous episode. Um, kicks one guy in an office chair out of a window into the club yep. below, uh, which I absolutely loved. It gave me heavy uh, Tony Hawk's pro skater first level <laughs> vibes. <That's right. laughs> um, but of course, you're not allowed to go on pro skater because you warped a fucking skateboard. Um, oh, yeah. No matter. And then he twats Skank out the other window to his death on the street below. Mm-hmm. Um, the Popo arrive at that very minute and he gets chased across oh, the rooftops by this helicopter. Moving me shoot, but see that side step and does a wee dance. Yeah, it yeah. still makes me laugh it's every time gr- he yeah. does it. It's so funny. <laughs> um, I loved this bit, and you could tell it was model work where he's like it's filmed in a background of model work where the helicopter's there. But I thought it looked mm. fucking brilliant. Oh, no. Like it was obviously <clears throat> a cartoon, but it looked great. We've mentioned this before. We've we've seen a lot of films that were made after this, and the, the special effects are nowhere as good. Even no. the morphing bit with the hand, yeah, it's it's obviously it's not as good as some of the other stuff you've seen. But I, they've done really well with it, considering the budget they had. Absolutely. He dives into an alley off the roof, and Albrecht's waiting for him and whisks him away in the car. But he jumps out at a stoplight. Uh, Mike has explained it to, uh, to Top Dollar that the crow is his link to the land of the living. Destroy the crow and kill the man. Sarah's sleeping at Eric's grave, and he's like, oh, it's the safest place to be. And she's like, yeah, because everyone's dead. And I'm kind of like, most of the people in the city are dead now, thanks to your mates. (laughs) To me, it's like, it's the safest place to be. It's really late, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, He gives her Shelly's ring to wear around her neck, and she says she'll never take it off. And she heads home. As she's leaving the churchyard, Grange grabs her and takes her to Micah and Top Dollar inside. Eric spots her through the eyes of the crow and heads inside where Grange shoots the crow, basically clipping it, and Top Dollar shoots Eric in the shoulder. And he goes down like a sack of shit. He goes down like he's been shot with fucking garlic or something. (laughs) Stake through the heart. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Before Grange can kill the bird, Albrecht turns up and starts firing this fucking flare gun. Yeah, I was looking for the flare gun. It was just a prop. Oh, it was <laughs> fucking beautiful, man. I would pay. Yeah. I would pay good money because it's like lo- it's got like a it's it's loaded with flares, isn't it? Yeah, he's firing yeah, yeah. them all over the shop, and yeah. the, the church is then like fun. black and red, and there's there's mm. and he's he's got his 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 gun and everything. There's a gun fight, and Micah grabs the crow and heads off up the bell tower. Yeah, looks yeah. really 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 good. Shall we have one last fact? From one of our patrons, yeah, yeah. shall we? Yeah, shall we? as he as he left it until the fucking uh, well beyond the deadline to get this across. Stig, give us your best shot. Alan Plenty, you massive prick. Stig here, coming at you with some very, very, very late crow facts. Um, by facts, I mean all of two. So, aren't you glad that you waited for these till the last minute? And one of them isn't even anything to do with the film. So, the first one. 
is, did you know that the WCW wrestler Sting took his look from the movie The Crow? Sting used to be a bleach blonde haired surfer dude with bright makeup and rocking music. And then in the mid 90s, he went away and he started to appear in the rafters of the building dressed up in with long black hair, with black and white makeup, big long trench coat, and he'd look over everyone in the rafters and he would zoom down on the, on like a zip line on into the ring. It was really, really cool. But yeah, he took his iconic look from the film and it stayed with him to this day. He still rocks the crow look in 2022. He's still going strong, still wrestling. Uh, second fact is, did you know well, you do know that Ernie Hudson was in this film and Ernie Hudson starred in Ghostbusters alongside Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd was in Tommy Boy and Tommy Boy was the film that I brought to the show and got 126 facts with, more than anyone else from Modern Escapism so far. So that is a pretty great fact, if you ask me. And aren't you glad that you waited for those? Merry Christmas to you both and to all your listeners. Uh, looking forward to more in 2023 from you both. Cheers, guys. Well, that's that's a fact. And more gloating from the fucking Stig. What? He's yeah. always got to go back to me. And I got more than you got. <laughs> but do you know what? That's right. And I got called a prick, so, you know. It's it's always Again. good when I get called a prick by someone that's not you. <laughs> he, he has he has paid for the privilege. So yeah, yeah true, true. He's a he's a pain, pain pointer. <laughs> indeed. Eric shows Albrecht that he's been hurt, and the cop heads up the tower. He makes it like five steps up before Micah shooting from fucking miles right, away. Right, yeah, she's like, right down. it's like she's in uh, full metal jacket shooting at them. <laughs> oh, um, it's like it's like she's she's like she's some sort of sniper. It's like, yeah, Brad- Bradley, well. what's his name out of that snipe that film where he's the sniper guy that goes in and ends up training them? Oh, I American, American, yeah, Amer- American prick, American, American sniper. sniper, come away from me. Uh, um, she. <laughs> I like when she shoots him and then he starts like random firing or your thing, he hits the bell. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> Wish he had something. It's like he's firing his gun up in the air. Ah! Yeah. Emptying the clip like he's a fucking surfer boy. He's firing up. Firing <laughs> up! Firing up! <laughs> um, she's about to kill Eric when he confronts her, but the crow gets loose and Tippy Hedrons her, doesn't it? <laughs> Taking her eyes out. Aye. Apparently that was all mechanical, that one. It needed to be. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> she falls blinded down the bell tower, which I, I really liked. Uh, up on the roof, Sarah gets away from Top Dollar, only to slip and to be hanging off the edge of the roof. Yeah. Some sort of fucking Harold Lloyd move in it. Yeah, because she's holding on for that. Wait, she holds on for about three and a half minutes. <laughs> I know. I, was, I actually tried to Google the grip strength of the other year again. I thought, nah. <laughs> that's, that's a weird thing you put into your search engine, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I deleted that right out of nowhere. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that bit. No <laughs> way. Oh, that's. Oh, I can barely breathe. That's brilliant. <laughs> he has this sword fight with 
Top dollar. Did you see what he used as a sword? A weather, is it a weather? No, it's for the lightning strikes. It's, is it still a weather vane? I, I would still call it a weather vane, but you're right. It's the lightning strikes thing. Yeah. And again, I guess he's stopping anybody from getting Patrick Troughton, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> yes, not going to happen in this one. It's a reference we make a lot on this podcast. Oh, um, R.I.P. Top, top. <laughs> R.I.P. like fucking 40 years ago. His body's definitely a skeleton. <laughs> 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 it isn't. He's fucking. He's been a number of different people since then. <laughs> Obviously, fucking hell, Obviously, John. As if you don't know. As if you don't live with the biggest Doctor Who fan I've ever met. I know. Sorry, <laughs> still alive and well and loving somebody else's body. Exactly. Judy Gatwas. Judy Gatwas. <laughs> um, as he's about to murder him, uh, Top Top about to murder Eric. He grabs him and gives him what he calls thirty hours of pain all at once, and we see Shelley's flashbacks. Um, from before, and this knocks him off balance, and he falls off the roof and gives it the big Hans Gruber stuff. Yeah, which I does, guess you've got another connection there to uh, Robin Hood, yeah. Prince of Thieves. Yeah, true. Eric saves Sarah and heads down to see Albrecht, explaining the memory of Shelley he gave him helped him finish off Top Dollar. Eric heads back to Shelley, um, Shelley's grave, and collapses. Uh, seeing her in a vision, come to him. She yep. kisses him, and in the final shot, we see the crow on the grave giving Sarah the ring she lost during the final fight. And she says, in voiceover, if the people we love are stolen from us, the way we have them live on is to never stop loving them. Buildings burn, people die, but real love is forever. Wow, 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 fart rock music. Yeah, right. And that real love is forever, man. I have seen that tattooed on so many fucking goths. <laughs> and, you know, you're just like, that's the least that's goth it. thing anyone's ever had tattooed on until them. You, until you need to get a fucking divorce and pay Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Live, live, laugh, love is forever. Uh, yeah, wow, fucking absolutely brutal that line but great great fun what 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 a great fun film. are you enjoying it more than you've watched oh, it I've, I've, I've loved it and do you know what i think i'm probably going to watch it once every couple of years this yeah just to, just to yeah yeah i've absolutely good. had so much fun with it um before i finish up john shelly we mentioned shelly there shelly i know was the T- itv sitcom starring Hugh bennett as dr james shelly 71 episodes across 10 series remember shelly yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and finally, Shelley the tortoise was a tortoise on Blue Peter from 2004 to 2019. <laughs> I've still not got over the fact that George the tortoise died in hibernation. <laughs> oh, God, I see it then. It's like Benny, wasn't it? He d- disappeared for a, a loaf and never came back. <laughs> yeah, you got any more facts? Uh, yep, yep, plenty. So, uh, the story is based on a true crime. Apparently, uh, the studio pitched eight million dollars for the necessary digital trickery to get the film completed. Okay. Uh, in some states, police officers can smoke on duty, but they're subject to restrictions in public buildings and, and, and public areas. Wow. Uh, there is. Oh, so I was wondering how they, they could fake snorting coke. Yeah. yeah. But what apparently what they do is they whatever it is it's rolled up, so say it's a door, whatever, they've got a pipe in that and somebody stands behind them like a stagehand and just sucks up where like a plunger. Oh, I thought they would have little bits on their nose that just heal no, over where they pretend, like in that no, uh, no, no, the faculty. Oh god, yeah. Previous episode. Yeah, with, 
the big pens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so graphic equalizers. <laughs> my song, right? Yeah. Fucking hell, mate. <laughs> so they're, they're still a thing. They're in car stereos, home theatres, recording studios, and high-end stereophonic uh, audio systems. Uh, let's see. Oh, and last one I've got for you is the top way to stop smoking is after a combination of medication and counselling. Because he says he needs to stop. He cause... does, yeah. He says at the yeah, he says at the end, you know, these things are gonna kill you. And then at the very, very end, he's like, Oh, this thing stinks. I'd given up the smoking. I'm done. Yeah. I've got I've got guns, but we've already got done the guns, haven't we? Uh, yeah, we did oh, all the guns, mate. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um, after Brandon Lee's death, Paramount Pictures opted opted. Can I have an empty bit? After Brandon Lee's death, Paramount Pictures opted out of distributing the film, and the rights were picked up instead by Miramax, who oversaw yeah. the Crow's completion. Oh, I should have plenty here, mate. Um, uh, in the UK. Uh, in 2021, the average funeral cost uh, was £4,056. Burial, £4,927 on average. And cremation, 3765 Listeners, uh, just in case Rachel goes before me, I would like to be cremated. I don't know what fucking say you're going to have in it, but I know. Yeah, true. Mate, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably die before you, but I'll make sure you're all right. Um, an unnamed producer suggested, John, that The Crow should be a musical with Michael Jackson in the lead. da 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 <laughs> Fire it up! <laughs> hee hee! Fire it up! <laughs> oh, fire it up! I'm The Crow! Oh, I'm going to spend my time with a teenage girl! No, it's probably going to have to be recast to a teenage boy! <laughs> well, we must start fucking raving mad anyway. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I, I bet he knew how hot, how, how hard a thirteen-year-old could grip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Cameron Diaz was offered the role of Shelley, uh, the woman in this, not the fucking tortoise. Yep. Uh, at the time, she was a model, not an actor. But she declined because she didn't like the script. Oh, well, uh, obviously, so later the same year, she was in The Mask. Uh, Brandon Lee lost twenty pounds for the role. He had been he was being built up uh, as a future action star before getting this role, right? Um, and Mr. Proyas, I didn't do any Proyas stuff because we were fucking brutal yeah, to him in this first episode. Bad, we bad, really treated him really bad. Um, was encouraged to finish the film uh, by Brandon Lee's mum and his fiance and release it in his memory. Yeah. And finally, it dedicated to him and her, and it was, Eliza yeah. and Brendan, yeah. And finally, the script took two years to write. It's a long time. Right? It was. Whoa. Any more for any more, John? Michael Massey yep. quit acting for a year after the incident with uh, Brandon Lee, and apparently he was never the same again. Apparently, he used to wake up in terrified sweats uh, through his. Career, but wow, it must have been horrible. Yeah, it must. Have been horrible yeah, I, you you can't imagine like someone dying at your hands, especially if you're probably anti gun or something. I uh, uh, apparently there was I don't know who the character was, but there was a character removed from that was in the, the comic book because it was controversial. Mm-hmm. But Brandon Lee badgered the director to remove the character. So I'll need to look up more of that. But yeah, apparently there was a like an offensive character in the, the comic book. An offensive character? Wow, okay. Yeah, the, I don't know if the, don't know what they meant by that, okay. but I'll double check. Uh, and apparently after the incident, it's believed that the laws were changed for the sort of um, the, 
holding a gun or using a gun on set. All right. So I know they've said a few times that other forms are responsible for changing laws, but apparently this was sort of the start of it okay. um, for the sort of safety standards, because apparently they're maybe abysmal. And the last one I've got is apparently everybody in a dog was on drugs. Oh, um, apparently surprised. Brandon Lee says that his head to says that he had somebody sneeze, and when they sneezed, apparently says there's somebody lost fifty dollars. Fucking <laughs> hell, Jesus! Um, I, apparently, it's rife. Okay, yeah, I've got one more, one more that I, I'd missed. Uh, James O'Barr bought his mother a car and a surround sound system for himself with the profits, and then donated the rest. Oh yeah, yeah, he, it, he, yeah. he thought it felt like blood yeah. money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The family went, yeah. so he thought he didn't want any profit from it. So he, that was that was a lovely gesture, to be honest. But I, okay, I go on. How many do you think we've got? Uh, is it is it at least a hundred? I'm just going straight up here because I feel as if we've done it. John, you got it on the fucking button. <laughs> Is that oh, fucking mate, hell. Is... No, but I, I've just remembered there, just as I was do, counting them up, I'm pretty sure I said something about we'll quit the podcast if we don't get 100. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky me, Dad. Fucking Lucky hell, my heart dead. was going like the clappers there. Maybe it's because I've been on all the drugs yeah. that they were on. All right, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, that was good. That was a lot of fun. Uh, of course, if you donate uh, a quid to us a month, we will shout you out on the podcast it would Shout out. help if i had everybody written down of course thank you so much to dean uh from that efkin show he isn't even a fucking patron but managed to get in on it like some sort of some sort of fucking robin prick uh joe hallmark of greatness i love him very very much uh mono and kira mono rants they're lovely people um, uh, Punk from What the Fuck Do You Want who may or may not be getting John on in the new year when we finally yeah, figure that boy. out uh, Stig from Modern Escapism he's done all the chat already but of course we've got Biggie we have got Gadget as well from that they had their Christmas uh, party this time last week and it was a lot of fun I sat and watched them just chatting shit and arguing it was really good I was oh, yeah. really disappointed Stig didn't get a uh, Another Cliff Richard calendar this year, which would have been good. Um, Josh Wilson, he's coming on next year to talk with us about the Big Lebowski. We're getting Maria on. She's on Cult Connections podcast uh, talking Star Wars, but she's coming on to talk speed with us. Uh, the, uh, the, 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 or the bus that couldn't slow down. Uh, Ian at Cult Connections podcast of course I'm on that semi-regularly all the time and SP Film Viewers uh, they are the podcast a couple on the podcast they've been doing some Christmas stuff that might be having a little bit of a break over the Christmas period but they've got loads of Christmas episodes out and Dan and Gavin Belson from the Be There with Belson podcast John's favourite podcast that isn't us in fact I think you like that (laughs) podcast more than you like us well, do you know what? Just, yeah. There's <laughs> no getting around it. They're yeah. good They're good at what they do. And the bunch of pricks went out to sell. Gav, Ian, Phil, and Rachel, who helped me uh, help us get to 100 things. Because she's a superstar. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. John, that's Christmas. That's New Year. Do you want to say something lovely to the lovely people that pay us and listen to us? Yeah, well, it's that's been a hundred, hundred times we've done this, and a hundred times I've enjoyed it. To be honest, buddy, so thank you so much for letting me be part of this, even though 
I've got cold sores. And uh, <laughs> thank you for the lovely people for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure doing this one. And to be honest, this, even watching it, I felt this was going to be a special one. Yeah. It's, it's got a place. It's, it's definitely got a place in my heart. Absolutely. So and I'm going to say what I always say to you when we finish recording and we say goodbye. But John, I, I absolutely love you. I'm so grateful that that like you came into my life and allowed me to just chat shit once every week and that people listen. So I am, I'm, I'm more grateful in the world than anything that you take two hours of your fucking week out, um, two hours of your week just to record the amount of time you spend, you know, look at like reading IMDB trivia uh, and pretending <laughs> that you've watched films is great. It's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, so it's it. super, it really is. And listeners, thank you so much. Look, Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, you know, have a fucking cracking Kwanzaa, have the happiest of Hanukkahs, and have a happy new year. Because next year, Jesus, next year, and next month, we're coming back to you with some British films. We're doing the British films. We did Scotchtoberfest, we're doing Brit January, it doesn't work, but we'll figure out whatever that's going to be. Uh, we're going to have uh, some more brilliant British guests uh, in the in the early part of the year. And we are we we've hit a hundred, not out, and that's yeah. good, and that feels great. Yeah, yeah, feels good. Yeah, all right. We really, really appreciate you, listeners. But for now, he's been John. I've been Planty, and this has been inexplicably a hundred things we've learned on episode one hundred from the Crow. See ya. Cheers, guys. See ya. 